ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. I appreciate you tuning in yet again. I am with my lovely co-host, Connor Lawson. Connor. What's up? What's going on? What? Not much. How is everybody doing? How are you doing, Tanner? Oh, dude, I'm doing phenomenal. Some big things up ahead. You know, our previous episode that we recorded, depending when that one comes out, we talked a lot about our goals and how you and I just recently accomplished two of our big goals. And yeah, I think we're just kind of both in like a very good mood, high spot, high energy. We're going to bring you guys some good content yet again. Yep. For this episode, we're talking about a topic that we have definitely touched on bits and pieces in previous episodes. And it's something that I relate to, you relate to, mm-hmm. a lot of people will relate to it on a personal level, and it's called Be Passionate. And it's purposely open-ended, because Connor and I are obviously going to discuss different levels and different areas of life that you should be passionate in, and it can be you know, interpreted in whatever way you want to. So with that being said, Connor, I want to I start this episode with a hot take, if you will. Okay. Okay. You know, exciting. We got the March Madness that just happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got NBA playoffs right now. Baseball just started. You know, football, offseason trades, and all this shit's going on right now. Yep. In your opinion, what is the most entertaining sport to watch? And what do you think is the most boring sport to watch? It's fun. Well, Shay and I actually did just talk about this, but no, to watch, it's different to watch than to play. So, like, to watch. I would say for me, the most boring sport to watch is golf. Mm. That would that would be that would be the one to watch, not to play. And I'll get into I'll get into why not to play. And maybe maybe my perspective will change. But to, the most interesting one for me to watch is probably it's it's football. I love football. You know, I grew up with football. I was in the marching band. I went to UGA games. Like the excitement is is amazing. I know how the game works too. So I think like having knowledge of how a game works helps too. But play, dude, I, I forgot to tell you, I played golf for the first time this weekend. I fucking <laughs> loved it. It's did so really? much fun. Yeah, I did. It was so great. I never thought I would enjoy it. I always used to hate on golf so much. Honestly, my perspective on golf might change from being the most boring sport. It is a great, it's fun, dude. It's really? so relaxing. Yeah. Maybe not when you're playing for score. If you're, if you're playing for score, it's stressful, I bet. But just hitting the ball. Oh, man, it's fun. Oh, that's funny. I never yeah. thought I would hear you say that. I know, right? What about you, though? Yeah, most most boring, boring sport to watch. I would say it's either golf or uh, probably tennis. Probably tennis. Yeah. In terms of excitement, I'm not – I never played basketball, but I just feel like sometimes a good basketball game, just because the court is smaller and the athleticism and the versatility from – shooting to dunk in someone's forehead or whatever is is pretty entertaining i grew up playing soccer but a lot of people say soccer is boring to watch i like football yeah but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with basketball for now interesting yeah but nice take you're yeah i'm surprised i'm saying that too but uh, so to get into this topic connor be passionate yeah there's so many different questions we could ask about this and like i said before it's a very open-ended topic and I'm sure it's something that we will discuss again in a future episode. But being passionate for you means what for you in your current life right now? I think passionate for me right now 
That's a, that's an interesting question. I, I used to think that passion had to do with flurries of emotion. And if somebody really cares about somebody and they get angry, oh, it's because they're passionate about them. Athletes, we just talked about with the hot takes, like when they, when they get really angry or flustered when something doesn't work out, it's because they're really passionate to the sport. And it's like, yeah, I still think that there's something to that when you really care about something, sometimes you you get lost in the emotions and you're, you're really excited about it. But I also, th I think the thing that I associate with passion more than anything now is dedication. That's probably, that's gotta be the biggest one because when you're truly passionate and loyal to something, I feel like you're hundred percent dedicated to it. So when you're focused on a goal, when you're focused on somebody, when you're focused on a vision for yourself, it's like, you're really dedicated every single step of the way as much as you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. That dedication is the biggest word that comes to my head right now. What about you? Yeah, I, I would agree with that because I personally feel like in terms of personality traits and something, I think that is something that I find as one of the most, let's say, attractive slash admirable, depending if you're a girl or a guy or whatever, trait to have is to be passionate about something whether yep. it is your career or whether it is a hobby or something, I find it very admirable when people are really indulged in something and yeah. are very into something or are very passionate about their career or their goals or something like that. Like my current girlfriend, Cameron, she is very passionate about what she wants to do with her life. And I really haven't had a partner who was at this level of dedication, like you said, and, I find that extremely attractive. There's something about someone who is willing to do a lot for something that they care about or something that they're interested in. Yeah, I thought it was more emotional when I was younger, but now it is the dedication. It is the yeah, dedication is just a perfect word, honestly. That yeah, I can't say anything better than that. You know what's interesting? We both talked about the emotion about being passionate. And I'm curious because this question came to my head when we first started talking about being passionate. Do you think when you're passionate about something, it's a choice? Or do you think it's something that naturally happens that you just happen to be passionate about? Do you choose to be passionate about something? Or is it like a mix? What do you think about that? I think it's a mix, right? You're introduced to something and it's initially foreign to you. But if you click with something, like for me growing up, soccer was my passion. That was a sport that no matter where I moved and I moved a bunch before college, as you know, and every time I would move, that is one of the first things in my life that I wanted to have back because I had a team. I had my friends. I felt like I was doing good at my position. That I was playing whatever. And then that stripped away from me. Mm. Well, every time I moved, that's one of the first things that I wanted my family to help me find or regain in my life. That was like one of my my few, let's say, things of stability, things I look mm -hmm. forward to, my passion. And so it was foreign to me at first, but I began to fall in love with it. And then that yep. that intertwined and is something that I always wanted to do. That's and cool. I, I always will be, you know, like a <clears throat> lifetime soccer fan and everything like that. So like, yeah, I think it's a mix of you choose but also it like almost, let's say it finds you, for example, everyone has their thing that they should be passionate about. You know, everyone that is born has a gift and, you know, not to be a religious, God gave you a gift, but let's say that you're born with a gift or something that you are destined to be good at or something to be passionate about. And once you find that thing, you realize that's your thing. And so I feel like to answer your question, long story short, it, 
everyone has their thing to be passionate about. It's yep. just a matter of finding it. And once you find it, it's just, it's meant to be. Yep. I think it is both because I think that there's certain things that you can choose to be dedicated to, but you're maybe not always going to be super enthralled by it. You know, right? It, it's definitely about the connection that you have and that has to do with relationships and friendships, right? Sometimes if you really have a connection with a friend, like you got good chemistry or when you're beginning a new relationship, you got great chemistry and stuff like you're, you're dedicated to it maybe because of the ease of connection. And so you initially are dedicated because of the excitement and but then you have to choose to be dedicated to it and you have to constantly choose it even when those excitement levels maybe aren't always there or something happens and it kind of loses it you know what i'm saying yeah. i feel at least for me i've noticed the things that i'm most passionate about are the things that i've dedicated the most amount of time to but i've noticed that sometimes my first initial reaction it's kind of like a high that I'm chasing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I used to have the expectation that I was always going to have that. And now I'm like, no, I'm just, the dedication is what I value a little bit more. And so I, I found that that kind of dedication, it's, re it's really nice to have that with friendships. It's really nice to have that in relationships. It's nice to have that with goals. It's just nice to have dedication and passion for a lot of aspects in your life that maybe not just everything that's completely thrust upon you it's like trying to have a passionate mindset and having passionate values is just something that you can practice to a lot of different aspects in life you know what i mean yeah yeah 100 i mean it can go hand in hand with your work ethic and the way you present yourself to certain things whether it's your career people hobbies whatever it is Something I do want to touch on, though, what you just talked about, you yep. you recognize that that high that you got, that you're passionate about something over time kind of dissipated. But in your mind, you knew that you're still as interested and intrigued with this hobby or thing that you're doing as you were previously. It's just that 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 passion went away and now it's your, your dedication, like that love stage fell off, right? Right. I feel like a lot of people, and that's the trouble with people and their passions and people giving up on their passions is because that love stage, that honeymoon phase with this hobby that you just discovered, whatever, yep. that dissipates. And people mistake that dissipating and turning into dedication as you losing interest in it or you figuring right. out that it's not your your passion. So what what do you think people can do? in order to recognize like you, or how did you recognize that situation? And that way people can prevent them from psyching themselves out and believing that they're no longer passionate about something. <clears throat> There's a point when yeah. you're, when you kind of cross over. Yeah, I mean, the honeymoon phase. I mean, I guess we can talk about relationships. There's a honeymoon phase in a relationship. Oh, everything's great. You know, like things are always fantastic. That's nothing's going to go wrong. And then something maybe goes wrong, you have a fight or something that's natural, or like you just have a disagreement. You're two people, you're, of course, you're gonna have disagreements. That's, you should, you probably should have disagreements. Like yeah. that's, that's natural, right? We had this, what does that make us? You know, does that mean that we're not as strong? It's like, no, that's normal. I think it's kind of being comfortable. The way I'm trying to phrase it that I'm thinking about it, because I, I still struggle with this. Maybe your super high emotions are what got you into being interested in it in the first place, but the daily dedication that you have to find with whatever your passions are, it's more of like an intrinsic constant thing that you have to learn how to take a little bit less from than maybe the highs of the emotions that you had in the first place. Because like I said, anything that's new and novel, 
there's there's nothing quite like discovering something new or novel or watching a new right. movie when you meet a new friend and you like click with them right there's that connection that you have with people sometimes and sometimes you you can't replicate that and then it's good for a while and then it like fades off it's it's not because you don't care it's because new and novel feelings always feel like they're more than they actually are so maybe don't confuse new and novelty with like excitement or dedication or passion. There's a difference between being interested because something is new rather than being passionate just because you enjoy it, for example. Anything new, any kind of new hobby that you take and you're good at it and you enjoy doing it, especially at the beginning, I feel like a lot of people feel like they learn super quick whenever they're trying to do something. And then you hit a brick wall. Everybody hits a brick wall. Authors who write books, they might write two thirds of a book in like a week and then they, they hit a brick wall and they can't do it. Writer's block, right? Doesn't yeah. mean they're not dedicated to the book anymore. It just means that they might have, something could have happened in life. They might have lost their train of thought or they didn't know exactly where they wanted to take it. But does that mean that, that they should be hard on themselves? No, the best authors give themselves a break so that that passion can find them again, or they, they give themselves a break so that maybe they'll find it themselves. So they'll dedicate themselves to find it again. Yeah. That writer's block analogy was really good. I like that one because thank you that, that metaphor and self can be used for any of the, the examples that we've talked about before relationships, hobbies, interests, your careers, you're not going to have something that you're constantly passionate about in a hundred percent, having that honey move, phase forever that yep. that's just not the reality of anything and like you said it's very easy to mistake that when that lack of lust is existing and you're thinking oh maybe i don't i'm not interested in this anymore no not necessarily it's just that that transition of of love and you discovering something new and being excited like you said and that's slowly dissipating because you're used to it now and acclimated to it that you can't mistake that as you now starting to dislike it and you need to change this hobby or change this career, get out of this relationship. Right, right. And I think, unfortunately, that, that a lot of people have that mindset. I feel like that's an unhealthy thing that without getting into all the science and everything, like a dopamine thing where we constantly want that, that new, that fresh. We're used to having all this excitement and because there's so many, you know, high dopamine activities that we do on a regular that fuck with us. But once that dissipates, we're so used to like, okay, I can move on or, okay, I'm going to try something else. And right. I don't know. It's just a, a really interesting, but yet sensitive topic for a, a lot of people, especially in their twenties, because we have this concept that we can, we're young and we can still try different things. And now's the time to figure out what we're actually passionate about and this or that. And so people find something, once again, that's a new spark and interest and whatnot. And they think, oh, this is it. I found it. This is what I am passionate about. No, yep. that's going to eventually dissipate too. Now, it might be way later. You might be extremely passionate about something for 20 years. You know, some people are about their careers. So they're head over heels for, for 20 years. Fucking, yep. you know, good, good for you. But that's once again, great. that will eventually dissipate as well. You know, at some point. I believe, in my opinion, that might be a hot take, but in my it's, opinion. It's not, but it's not, that's not a negative thing. No. I feel like people think no. it's a negative thing. And I love that you brought up, I was going to ask you where you think it comes from. And I, I 100% agree with you that it's a dopamine rush. It's like a neurotransmitter chemical thing with our brains, especially nowadays. I think people chase that feeling and they associate the feeling with being passionate. But 
you know, we talked about, is it a choice or is it the feeling? Yeah, it's the feeling because that gets you interested in the first place. But I think true passion is just truly dedicating yourself, even when you don't always feel like it, you know, like when you are really dedicated and passionate about a goal, there are going to be days when you're tired, when you're not feeling good, when you don't want to do something, but you still have to do it. And you still have to make the decision to follow that passion or to follow your goal or to be with that person if you're not feeling it or something like that as long as as long as things are healthy in the relationship for that kind of thing but the point is that i think true passion comes from truly dedicating and choosing in those moments when you're weakest maybe for example Mm -hmm. but you're still going with it like you still like care in spite of maybe those feelings that you have because i think that's something that people struggle with a lot. And I think a lot of it has to do with the dopamine. You know, a lot of people talk about your feelings and if you, if you doesn't feel good, then don't go for it. But it doesn't always feel good. We can all admit that stuff in our twenties. If we've pursued something and it doesn't feel like a hundred percent right, oh, then I can't go with it anymore. I'm not passionate about it. I always wondered where that mindset comes from. And I think, I don't know where it came from before then, but maybe it wasn't as prevalent before then. I think it probably has to do with the dopamine rush and it has to do with people confusing what that emotion is to, you know, what, like what true passion and dedication is, you know, and it's sad, it's sad to see at times because people might be really good at something and they give up on it because they don't feel like they're good enough at it or something like that. Have you ever done that before where you've given up something because you didn't feel like you were good enough at it? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things, because recently, once again, the thing that I've talked about before, dude, I am so passionate about music. And ever since I was younger, bro, like rap and hip hop music has is that's my jam that yeah, that's the music I love listening to a lot of people say it's repetitive and whatnot. And I'll argue maybe your genre of music is repetitive and boring. Right. But but no, I I've just always been so interested in it. I mean, I will literally go on YouTube and I'll watch producers make beats. Like that's something I love watching is seeing these guys go from nothing and they just have a keyboard in front of them and some software and they create out of thin air this fucking masterpiece beat that then becomes a multi-platinum record. Yeah, That's something I wanted to do and I thought I was really passionate on. I researched all the stuff that I needed. I ended up buying a lot of the stuff that I needed. You did? And I looked at everything and I said, holy shit, this is too much. The initial learning curve, it is absurd of the amount of stuff that you need to. Yes, it is. At least have like a, a decent understanding to even properly use the equipment and or everything like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, that that's something that I was so passionate, or at least I thought I was passionate about. And I was interested in for sure that I ended up end up backing out of and the good thing is with this equipment and the software that i bought is that it will last me for years and years and years so maybe in the future there will come a time where i actually do get back into it and there have been several times i've thought about okay i should give this a try and actually stick it through yeah but so yeah i mean everyone has those times bro. everyone has those things where in the past they've been passionate or they thought they were passionate about something try it out and said no it's not for me and right, yeah. Sometimes that is the way it is, but you, you made a valid point when you said that if you did that every time, you 
it's just gonna be this never-ending cycle i like that you brought up your thing and and i like that you brought up too you still could pursue it and it doesn't mean yeah. that you're not any more passionate to it being passionate but that's what the whole episode is about yeah it's about being dedicated and choosing to do something but you know also being realistic and it might sound like my take is hard on people and like oh if you're not dedicated then don't even do it. it's like no 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 you listen to your emotions if you're not feeling it you know maybe pay attention to that but if it's just if you feel like that with everything that you need to re-examine it that's not the point but yeah no i i like that you brought that up with your example for me i think mine is acoustic guitar right now that's probably the most consistent one and it's i've really struggled with it because i love how the instrument sounds i've always wanted to learn it i think it's so cool i got an acoustic guitar for christmas i started learning it i know the chords and i thought i was gonna have to do it for school so i had a goal and everything but I really struggled with that initial feeling of being connected to it. And I think for me, what I found was I was comparing the connection that I had to my bass when I first started playing it to mm. my acoustic guitar. My bass, I was listening, my favorite band's The Beatles. So I was listening to The Beatles. They have pretty simple bass melodies. And so I was able to play some of my favorite music while I was learning. So I had such a huge connection to it, but it was also my first instrument, string instrument that I had learned. So now with acoustic guitar, because I'm so good with my bass, or I'm pretty good. I don't want well, no, I'm good. Who I, I, I just want to sound, I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like arrogant. You know how it is. But anyways, no, I, I'm like comparing how I'm not picking up my acoustic guitar as quickly, which I know is silly. I got to take the time. I got to take the dedication, you know, and it's, it, it eventually probably could sound as good, but it's, it's been hard for me to get past that mental block. Like we're talking about all this stuff, being passionate and dedicated. We fall into the same traps, hard to be passionate about something that maybe you don't instantly pick up. You know what I mean? It's really hard to do that at times, but I know eventually I have to play it and I'm going to play it and I want to play it. So I, I'm trying to be easier on myself because I've just had a lot of stuff going on in life. Like, okay, it, it could just be all the stuff that I have going on that before when I was learning bass, I had nothing else to do but play video games and play my bass. That's all I did. All right. Well, no wonder. Cause like that's, that was the only thing that I had. That was my hobby. You know, now I've got all this other stuff that I'm balancing. So it's hard to dedicate my whole mindset to that. So I, that, that's been my thing recently. And I know I'm going to get, I'm going to try to get back into it and I know I will be playing it, but I'm not, I'm trying not to be too hard on myself and maybe have the expectation of what I'm supposed to feel and what I'm supposed to where I'm supposed to be at with it. Because if I expect that, I'm never going to hit that, right? Like if I expect to feel, oh, this way, oh, well, I'm for me, I never feel like that because I don't meet that expectation for myself. We've talked a lot about flexibility on the podcast too. And it's just kind of being open-minded, you know, maybe I don't like acoustic guitar as much, for example, for you with your music thing. It's, it's not that you're not dedicated to the music and you don't love it. You know, it could just be your life situation. You got a lot of stuff going on. You don't have all the time in the world to just dedicate to this thing, right? Like these guys who are doing it, they could have they could have been doing it since they were like 10 years old and that's all they, that they yeah. did when they were younger. You know what I'm saying? It's like not comparing your passion to other people's passions, which I think is another thing that makes people drop out of their passions. Yeah, that's a good question to, to ask actually is how do people, obviously people have different levels of, let's say commitment or mm -hmm. different levels of passion for, for different things, but you can't compare apples to oranges. So how do you, how do you find yourself passionate about something and you're starting it out and you're already thinking, 
oh, maybe I'm not as passionate about this as I thought because you're looking at others doing things like, oh, I wish I was passionate as something as Connor with his bass guitar, for example. Like, I'm never going to find something like that for myself. How do you get out of that mindset? What's your advice for people who maybe are trying to become more passionate with something, don't know what yet or how to become passionate yet? And they're in their 20s. They feel like they need to have something by now, but but they feel lost. What do, what do you have for them? That's a good question. Yeah. I know you and I can relate to comparing ourselves to people with what we want to do and like, man, how did they get so good at this? You know, I'm never going to be like that. It's, it's hard, but I mean, to start off, if you don't have a passion and you want one, or if you're, if you feel like you're passionate about a lot of things, but you don't really love maybe your level of dedication to it for your example, I already mentioned it, but I would say learn to let go of expectations, especially at the beginning of what you're pursuing and just kind of let your own natural relationship grow with what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you are trying to find something, well, then that just has to do with a lot of internal dialogue, you know, and honest, open-ended questions and the whole standard, oh, what am I interested in? What do I want to do? It's like, yeah, that that might help you sometimes, but it, honestly, you might just have to ask yourself, like, what have I been reading recently? You know, what have I been thinking about a lot recently? What am I interested in? And if it's like, oh, I need to be passionate about something. If you're looking to fulfill that feeling, but like, you're just looking for something to fulfill that void. You're probably not going to find anything to fulfill that void because you're more you're more focused on fulfilling the emotion rather than being interested in the thing. That's where passions develop from. At the end of the day, it's not about fulfilling an emotional gap so that you can be passionate. It's a it's just passion naturally arises from stuff that you're interested in or people that you're interested in. What do you like to do? Those are very cliche questions. And sometimes when you're in a when you're in the mindset, I got to fulfill this void, asking yourself, oh, what do I want to do? I don't know what I want to do. You know, it's like you're, you're going to get in that mindset. Unfortunately, I don't really think I could answer what you do to get out of that mindset other than just pay attention to what you like at the end of the day, because right. everybody likes something and everybody's interested in learning about something, in right. my opinion. But if you're if you're finding struggles with something that you're passionate about now, I think the same advice of just lower your expectations for what you're supposed to feel and where you're supposed to be with at it. You know, just be realistic. You are here now. Maybe you want to be here at some point. Just take small steps, you know, take it day by day. Most passions are not born overnight. Most brilliant musicians, brilliant actors, brilliant people with whatever their hobbies are. It's not born overnight. It's because they took daily steps and they worked on it daily. So, you know, just lower your expectations for what you're supposed to accomplish with your passions and just try to find as much intrinsic value as you can. Why do you enjoy it? Because it makes me happy. That's, that's, that's good enough. That's a good enough reason to pursue a passion. You know what I mean? What about you? What would your advice Uh, be? Beautifully said. I will say, I will say to, to add to that, I would add that if you know you're not interested in something or things that your family and friends are into and the people that you hang out with, that is okay. I feel like a lot of people try to have very general or very relatable hobbies and stuff because they don't want to feel left out and they want to have something that they can discuss with others. Yeah. And sometimes the coolest, the coolest passions that you'll have in your life and I'm not even talking careers, but like literally hobbies and interests and things that you find interesting are things that you will discover 
and are able to do by yourself. Like Connor, you know, you and I have band in common and other stuff, but you, you did, you didn't even know, or you weren't passionate about team handball. And that's something I discovered for myself when I was at Auburn and, and I had no idea or really close to no idea what that sport was before going to school. And then here I am three, four years later, being the president of a club of an Auburn club sports team and being coached by the U.S. Olympic goalie, practicing alongside U.S. Olympians of a, of a sport, like people who are literally playing internationally. And no one else that I knew in my entire life even played handball or anything. Like that. That's something I discovered by myself. And that was a passion of mine. I was extremely passionate about it. Yeah, and 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 so my advice to people is that it's okay to be outside of your own comfort zone, but don't let what people might think about your hobbies or what people might think as different discourage you from discovering the true you or true things that you want to do. If you're into cosplay shit and none of your friends are, or if you're into D and D or things that people find, let's say, different, just fucking do it. It's your own life. Don't don't live in fear. Or yep. live in terms of what's the right word? Judgment from others. Yep. So yeah, I would just say on top of what you said, in addition, when you are trying to find something you're passionate about, maybe you haven't found it yet, don't be afraid to explore things that maybe you you didn't even think of before, or things that you internally know, like, oh, I might be interested in that, but now my friends are interested in it, or it's not normal for a lot of people to be interested in this, so I might be you know, thought of as weird or whatever. Fuck that. Yep. Whatever you're passionate about, go go all in on. Don't yep. care about what people think about you or or whatnot. So I don't know. It was just while that, you were saying that, you know, that's something that's, I thought of. Dude, that I the last thing I'd say is yeah, that dude, that is beautiful advice. That should be, by the way, that should be the clip. What you said. That should be the clip for this week. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Thanks, man. Because that that was really well said. And I, I relate to that because when I was when I decided to pick up bass guitar, you know, we, we used, like you said, we did band together, right? So I played alto sax, I played French horn, I conducted as drum major. I never played rock band or anything like that. I barely yeah. even listened to rock music like before I decided to pick up bass. I just, I just listened to this band, the Beatles, and I, I noticed the bass a lot, and I was like, oh, that just sounds so cool. It'd be fun to learn it. And my stepdad had a bass guitar, a basic one, and I was like, I'm gonna do this, dude. My entire family who love me very much. They thought I was going to do it for a month and then put it away and never pick it up again. They all thought that. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't angry about that. It's because I used to always pick up stuff and I would drop it because it wouldn't initially get me. Whereas like bass, like it, and I initially got it, but then like I had to work on it after the first month. And I remember wanting to put it down because it was hard, but I was like, no, I just like the music. So why don't I just play it and have fun? Look where I am now. I just auditioned for jazz bass, right? Like, look where you That's are. You met Olympic. Dope, you bro. you met like Olympic athletes because you were passionate. And Tanner's exactly right. The cosplay thing was a perfect example. If you decide to cosplay and you go out on your own and do it, yeah, that's fucking scary. And that's going to be hard if you go out on your own. But I guarantee you, you'll meet people who absolutely love it just as much, if not more than you or Right. You could be the most passionate cosplayer in the world, but you're never going to know unless you do it on your own. And if you know you're interested in it, just do it because you don't want to live your life in regret. Great advice, Tanner. Seriously. Thanks, Pam. You think you're passionate about at least try it and you don't need to worry about 
what other people might think or if other people do or do not do that hobby because at the end of the day you're doing something that you are passionate about you're not doing a hobby to impress others or doing a hobby to be more relatable with with some of your friends i mean it's cool to obviously have interest with your friends have stuff to talk about and everything right but your hobby and your passions they're they're called your passions for a reason not what your friends passions are so just do some deep digging if you haven't found what you're looking for yet and you, and you have a gut feeling that oh maybe i want to do this but i'm scared to do it just do it just do it 100 percent. connor do you have any other thoughts for this episode before we close it out let's close out on that beautiful all right bro beautiful advice Let's close it out on that episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. Also, if I haven't mentioned this in a while, but we do have a referral link for BetterHelp. So if you know anyone or yourself that might need some online therapy, we have a link in our description on Instagram. Just check it out. 10% off using the code better help <laughs> i don't know what the code is using the code let's talk 20s so it's betterhelp com slash let's talk 20s you get 10 percent off your first month follow the instagram page let's talk 20s podcast and as always guys i hope you had a great week i hope you have a great rest of your week we appreciate you guys listening and until next time yes we do peace peace